It's time for the Quarterback with Yummy Signs. Episode 6, Black Friday. It was finally that day. That day finally had come. It was that infamous Black Friday. What that meant was that our time was finally done in receiving. We had gotten everything that we needed to do there. All our paperwork, we had gotten all of our gear, everything that we needed, and everything was put into a sea bag the night before. So here it was, 6 September of 1995, the day that we were actually going to go pick up and meet our drill instructors that are going to spend the rest of every single day that we were going to be there with us for the next three months. So early that morning, they had us outside with our sea bags uh, right in front of the receiving barracks. We all had our, our bags on our back. And we were getting ready to go. They had put us in four lines that we were lined up when we were facing the front. That is what I came to find out that it was a formation. I know that I am kind of going over the basics and everything, but I have people listening to me that have no idea what I'm talking about, about being in formation. So anyway, we're sitting there. We're all lined up. We're ready to go. We're facing the front and we start making our way down the recruit highway. Now the receiving drone instructor, you know, he taught us a couple of things here and there, but not too much, just the basics of that we needed to know. So he told us to go ahead and start moving forward, you know, not knowing nothing about marching or anything. We kind of just walked and we looked like a big old mess, a cluster of nothing. You know, at least for me, I had a little bit of an idea of what it meant to actually march because I did ROTC or not ROTC, JROTC while I was in high school, even if it was the army side, but at least I knew a little bit something. Not the best in the world, but I knew a little bit something. So we got down there to our squad base. We were down there right next to the parade deck. Uh, Our platoon was going to be in the middle. So we were on the second deck. So we all lined up, got into a single file line and started making our way up the stairs into the squad bay. As soon as I walked in, you know, it was an open area. There was a bunch of racks to the left and a bunch of racks to the right. And on the floor, there were numbers that were written down in chalk with a big circle around it. And we were told to get into the circle that was the same as our recruit number that we had been assigned while we were down there in receiving. So as soon as we got there and then we were told to put our sea bags right on top of the footlocker that was directly behind those circles so everybody went ahead and did that and then we were told to go ahead and get up into the quarter deck and sit down now we sat down there indian style left hand left knee right hand right knee our backs were straight and we were all looking towards the front at that time then the receiving drill instructor went ahead walked away and we were sitting there just looking there must have been about I don't know. It seemed like forever. It must have probably about two, three minutes. We were sitting there just by ourselves. And then uh, a, our serious commander walked between us, which was known as the drone instructor highway and started talking to us, introduced himself, let us know who he was, what he was there for, that he was there to help us, all those things, blah, blah, blah. He started making even this, this little speech about, you know, being in Fox company that we were now in platoon 2045. And we were also part of follow series. So he talked to us for about like five minutes or so and told us this and that and then he he told us that he would now introduce us to the drill instructors that will be responsible to him for our training and making us into basically trained marines as soon as he said that word marine we heard the door slam then all we heard was footsteps as our drill instructors marched out of the duty hut out towards in front of us to finally meet us for the first time now as soon as they faced us and turned to the left they all snapped to parade rest now these drill instructors you know are the ones that are going to be responsible for our training they walked out there their uniforms were highly pressed razor sharp creases that they had 
and their campaign covers were tilted slightly down so we couldn't really see their eyes so we're like man what the hell you can't see their eyeballs or anything so it was an, an intimidating point in my time of my career that i was getting ready to start this new experience this journey this transformation from nasty little civilian to a basically trained marine so they finally came to a stop there in front of us okay as they were walking by every single step that they took and their feet hit the floor or the deck as we were supposed to call it now it was like thunder hitting every single step as they walked in front of us now the serious commander was still in front of us so he said i will now have your drill instructors recite the drill instructors create you know so that way they can confirm to him that they were going to do their best that they could in training us into becoming those basically trained marines he executed an about face and as soon as his heels came together when he faced the drill instructors the drill instructors snapped to attention their right arms snapped up, their elbows were in a 90 degree angle, and their fingers and thumb were extended and joined in the sharpest knife hand that I had ever seen at that time. Then he had the drill starters repeat after him. And this is what they said. This I do remember, because I remember what they actually said. They said this. These recruits are entrusted to my care. I will train them to the best of my ability. I will develop them into smartly disciplined, physically fit, basically trained Marines, thoroughly indoctrinated in love of corps and country. I will demand of them and demonstrate by my own example the highest standard of personal conduct, morality, and professional skill. As soon as they said the word skill, those hands snapped down as fast as I could possibly imagine. Back to the size and they're back into position of attention. As soon as they went down, the, drone, the senior drone instructor got up there in front and he said, senior drone instructor. The senior drone instructor went up there in front of the serious commander and he said, take charge and make them basically trained Marines. He cut a salute and then he stepped in front of us and the first thing he said was, eyeballs. And we replied with a loud snap and started looking at him as he walked around in front of us in the platoon. Now he, he reintroduced himself and then if you remember last week we talked about that he actually came down there to see us when we were down there in the receiving platoon. Now, before I knew it, he had told us to go ahead and stand up and get into our numbers that were in front of our footlockers to where we were going to be standing there into our squad bay. Now, being a typical recruit, you know, you're going to be lost. You're not going to know exactly what you're going to do. As soon as he told us to do that, man, I was lost. I lost my mind. I didn't know where I was doing. I ended up in the wrong number. Okay. The only thing that I do remember is that our senior drill instructor was actually counting us down as we were doing this. Now, so all I heard was 10 on 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and 0. Now, when you heard the word zero, you're supposed to freeze. You freeze, you stop, you don't do anything. Now, it doesn't matter how you are, if you got a foot in the air, whatever, you're if you're flying through the air, you're supposed to freeze. I don't know how you do that, I guess matrix style, but that's what you're supposed to do. So anyway, so I froze and here I am standing on the wrong, even on the wrong side of the squad bay and I was not even on the number. Well, I noticed this and I was like, oh, heck no, I better get to my number. And I, I, I took off. The next thing I know is that I was introduced to drone starter Sergeant Boggs. I had a one-on-one -on -one introduction with him. He wanted to make sure that I had a great understanding of what it meant to freeze and that I paid attention and listened to my senior drone instructor when he talked to me to make sure that I did what I was told without question. Now, later on, 
throughout the cycle, I came to find out that drill instructor Sergeant Boggs was actually from Kentucky. So, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later, but he wanted to know and meet eventually all of us later on in the cycle. And when he met me, he's like, what the hell? A Mexican in Kentucky, what the hell are you doing there? All right, so, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but... So I got to meet him, you know, and very sweet guy, you know, was making sure that I understood him, that I was able to hear clearly every single word that he told me. You know, you know what I mean by that. So he made sure that I did that. So finally, you know, the senior drone starter told everybody to get on their numbers. I finally found my spot and I stood inside the circle where I was supposed to be. Right then and there, you know, I kind of learned what it meant to actually move as fast as humanly possible, what that meant to get to where I needed to go. And the whole purpose is that of that was to make Make sure that all of us as a platoon were able to get things done together as a team. We're not individuals anymore. We're actually part of a team. Now, so, you know, so back then, you know, I didn't expect that. I didn't know that I was going to be doing that. I only knew the things that, you know, the other police had told me or that other uh, actual Marines that graduated from recruit training that they came back and told the stories about what they did and some of the things that they had them do. So this is basically all that I knew. So everything was new. Okay. So everything was a blur inside of our new squad bay or our house as we called it from there on out that was our house so before i knew it they had us grab our sea bags put it directly in front of us and we dumped it in front of us everything was accounted for by the numbers we he we our senior drone instructors uh named off an item we grabbed it we stuffed it into our footlock now we're not organizing anything we're just stuffing everything into our footlockers doesn't matter how it is we're just going to put it in there even if when we're done it doesn't fit you're going to make it fit okay now it didn't matter that we were putting everything inside the footlockers anyway because the rest of the drone starters they were coming coming by dumping knocking things out of our hands and making a giant mess so by the time that we were done you know I ended up with a whole bunch of underwear from everybody. I ended up with items that weren't even mine that we had no idea who it belonged to. So you know, everything was mixed up. I had two left boots. Uh, it was missing one of my right ones, so I didn't know where it was. We ended up, uh, we're allowed to actually find out who had our stuff. And that was our senior drone start that allowed us to do this later on. But it took about a day or two before we were even able to do that. Now we were first phase recruits, so it didn't matter. Uh, we had our blouse and our trousers on, you know, our tops and bottoms of our camis, uh, buttoned up all the way to the top and we had our trousers folded up so you can see a little white little area or line of the inside of our trousers that identified us as a first phase recruit and to top it off we were wearing our sneakers or go fasters as we called them back then that was our uniform so anybody on the depot could identify us as a new platoon that just picked up and we were in first phase now what it seemed like it was hours and hours that had gone by but eventually we got everything inside of our foot lockers everything locked up and we were kind of standing there okay they took us outside they showed us what what it meant to be on formation. They told us, you know, what a column was, what a file was, what it mean alignment, all those things. They showed us how to stand in the position of attention, uh, what it meant when you face to the right and you move that you maintain 30 inches from the person in front of you and make sure you were aligned. All those basic things we started working on. Now we were out there for a while and then it was time finally to go get some chow. Now we didn't know that because we were just out there doing whatever we were told to do, but then we started uh, heading out to chow. Now let me tell you, the first time that we moved as a platoon, it was something else. I could have just imagined, you know, back then looking at us and how ridiculous we probably look walking down the recruit highway. When we first got there, you know, not everybody knows what it means to march or how 
to march or move together. You know, yeah, you see the movies, everything else, and everybody's marching to cadences, you know, left, right, left, right, things like that. But we had no clue. And we had never, we were in such a stressed environment that, you know, we lost our minds. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. Now, for us to get started to actually head to the chat hall, they faced us to the right, make sure that we had our proper distance. And then the drill instructor, which at this time it was drill instructor Staff Sergeant Watkins. He's the one that was uh, in charge of teaching us all the drill, all those things. And uh, he told us that he was, that we're going to go forward and you're going to listen to his his voice. And when every time he said a step, that that step was going to be hitting the ground. So he's, he commenced the same forward march then we stepped off and he he started yelling at us you always step off with the left foot with your left foot first blah 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 those and you know kind of of course not in those kind of nice words and everything but he said that and then he started calling cadence the way that it sounded was left right and he expected us to move that slow marching forward so you can imagine ridiculous so, you know, that's why I said I wish that I could have seen myself and seen what we looked at as a platoon. You know, of course, later on when I became a drill instructor, I knew exactly what the recruits looked like doing that. But I, w- I wish I could see myself, you know, so I can go back and look at it like, oh, God, you were ridiculous. You look retarded when you were doing that. And we get to the chow hall. You know, you can smell the food when you're going down there. You know, I don't know exactly if I can explain to you what that smelled like, but we could smell it. We get there, they line us up, and then they they walk us into the chow hall in a single file line. Now, once we get there to the chow hall right by the door, they have us grab our tray. We take the tray, we hold it close to our chest, and we get A to B lined up getting ready to go inside the chow hall. Once you get there, they explained to us they wanted us to go take the tray, hold it straight down in front of us with our forearms uh, parallel to the deck, so about 90 degree angles, and our arms were touching our sides. I came to find out later that the reason that we did this was because it kind of represents the same exact same way that we carry our rifle when we're doing manual of arms. At right shoulder arms, left shoulder arms, all those things. So this was actual, actually getting us in the habit of being able to do this with our trays that we were doing it, going to be doing it with our weapons when we finally got our weapons issued to us and that we were going to carry for the rest of our time that we were training. Now, this was also the first time that I was expected to eat as fast as I possibly could. Once I got my chow, we sat down, you know, they had to sit as close to the front as possible, as close to the table as we possibly could. Now, all the tables in the chow hall, they were square and they had small, like little stool looking things around, around the tables themselves. There was enough spaces on there for four recruits to sit there around the tables. So here we are, we're sitting there as far to the front as possible. And we were told to make sure that we brought the food up to our mouths and we weren't bending over nothing like that to try to get the food our mouth closer to the food in other words okay so they make they really made sure that we understood that and they made sure that we heard them while we were learning all those things so you know for the first couple of days i lost my appetite though it's not like i didn't want to eat i wasn't really hungry at all i don't know if this is typical for every single recruit that kind of goes through that but for me that's what it was like i really wasn't hungry at all i didn't want to eat anything i was just kind of like what the hell am i doing here what 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 did i do that i wanted to put myself through this and that was kind of the mentality and you know i I guess it was my my way of being broken down being broken down to be able to start a new chapter in my life okay so we ate our chow we got done with everything then we're told to go outside and we got back into our little formation our drone instructors were out there making sure that we were going in the right area you know you'd be surprised a lot of recruits get lost when they come out of the chow hall they have no idea where the heck they're going especially being the first day there with a new platoon they don't have no idea where their platoons are going to be lining up so it was chaotic okay? so i gotta say the first couple of days you know it was crazy getting information getting out information going to eat chow all those things you know so it is normal uh for the recruits to be like that for their first time because you're in a big culture shock. You know, this is something new. So, 
you know, is something that you're going to have to get used to. So, you know, we were moving very fast throughout that whole day, back and forth, back and forth and everything outside, inside the squad bay, back to the front, back to the back, you know, saying we had that unique recruit smell. You know, we smelled like straight recruits. And I didn't never realize exactly what that meant, but until I was actual an actual drill instructor and I understood what it meant that you had that recruit smell. Okay. It's a heinous smell. Okay. But we were running back and forth everywhere. So we were all sweaty. Our camis were drenched. We're soaked. Our drill instructors, Charlie uniform were soaked. You know, so, you know, I can imagine. And we had 80 recruits in our platoon. So 80 recruits running everywhere back and forth in the squad bay. And it was like a sauna in there. It was hot. South Carolina is very humid during the summertime. So you, you can imagine how hot it must have been inside of those buildings. And in the squad bay, there's no air conditioning. Okay, There's absolutely no air conditioning at all whatsoever. They got gigantic fans by the doors, but you know they weren't on or anything because we needed to make sure that we heard everything that the drill instructors told us. And they wanted to make sure that we knew what we were supposed to be doing. So you can bet that you know everybody was sweaty. We were miserable. And you know we just had to end up dealing with it for the rest of that day. Now, it must have been getting darker outside because you know I knew the day was going by and, and uh, time was flying because I had no idea, no sense of time at all whatsoever because we weren't allowed to look around. So they sat us back down on the quarterdeck. They explained to us that what we were going to do as far as getting into the shower to get our hygiene done and all that good stuff and everything else. You know, of of course, we didn't think we smelled bad or anything. It was like a Febreze commercial, you know, the way you say, oh, you you think it smells like this, but everybody else thinks it smells like this. And so it, it was a heinous smell. So anyway, they get us back online. They undress us by the numbers. Now, this is the first time that I've ever had a grown-ass man tell me anything about getting undressed. Okay, so he, you know, he had us take our left shoe off, right shoe off, left sock off, right sock off, you know, trousers off, our blouse off, our shirt off, skivvy drawers. And then he had us uh, wrap a towel around us and put our we put our shower shoes on and everything else. Okay, those are flip-flops in case you don't know what a shower shoe is. So we were getting, getting ready to go down into the bathroom and take a shower. He explained to us that we were going to get ready to go into the rain room. Right then and there, I'm like, what the hell is a rain room? What it is is the shower area. They call it a rain room because water comes down. It's like it's raining. Now, this area is open. You They have showers all around there, and you stand underneath of what they call a rain tree. Now, the rain tree is nothing more than the shower that is coming out of the, out of the floor. It's like a pole. There is four shower heads that are on top of every single pole, so four recruits get around that. Uh, so, in other words, that's why they call it a rain tree, okay, because it looks like a tree with the rain coming out of it. Now, our drone instructors did explain to us that we were going to go in the shower, by sides of the squad bay. Okay, there was the port side and starboard side. Port side being the left side of the squad bay and the starboard side being the right side. Now, I happened to be on the port side, so we were the first ones to get into the shower. Okay, I thought, oh yeah, definitely, finally, I'm gonna actually get a shower. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna turn the warm water on. I'm gonna soap up, relax, take my time, get all this nastiness off me. Boy, was I in for a rude awake. Next thing I know, our drone starter, you know, took us into the shower. He counted us down getting in the shower. We put our towels there on, we didn't even put him on the hook. He just threw the towels there on the bench. You know, when we came back, we had no idea which towel was whose. We just grabbed one. So we get into the shower. He and he had us take a shower by the numbers. Okay, this is the first time I was like, oh, what the heck am I doing? Okay, first thing is that good, turn the shower on right now. So I got the shower, he's like, get wet right now, turn it off right now, grab the soap, lather up right now, wash your head, wash your face, wash your feet. They said, good, turn the shower on back on, rinse off right now. And then we were done. We grabbed the towel, we got out, the rest of the recruits came in. I think we spent about a minute in the shower. So you can imagine how clean we really were. Okay, we weren't clean at all. We're still stinky, smelly recruits, even though at least we got wet now, but now we were wet, stinky, smelly recruits. So we got out of there and then they explained to us that we were going to conduct what is known as a hygiene inspection. So 
they what they did was they had us all online. We were still in wrapped around our towels from the shower. And what they were going to do is the drone instructors were going to walk in front of us and we were going to tell them whether we had any medical conditions or issues that we wanted to report at that time. Now, they explained to us that they were going to do that every single day just to make sure that there was nothing going on and the recruits were still be able to train and all those things. Because, you know, as you guys know, being a recruit, you don't want to report anything that's going on. The fastest way for you to get off of the depot is to graduate. That is the fastest way. If you start, you know, getting sick and you get dropped to medical platoon or MRP, you're not going to graduate on time. You're going to be there stuck forever and that's just going to make your life even miserable. So what they did was they walked in front of us. As soon as they walked in front of you, you would yank the towel off of you. You would do a circle and you would report to them when you, whether you had any medical conditions or anything that you wanted to report. Now, this is the first time that I had a grown ass man that was actually going to look me over, you know, kind of check me out in my mind, you know, like, hey, are you gonna, at least going to give me some kind of reach around or something, you know, take me out on a date first, give me some flowers, you know, but whatever, had to get it done. So we ended up doing it. So he walked in front of me. As soon as he walked in front of me, he said, snap, you snap the towel off. I was like, man, I hope I don't hit him with a towel, snapped it off, turned around. And I reported to him that I had no medical conditions that I wanted to report at that time. And then he said, good, get dressed right now. And I got dressed with uh, PT shorts and to get ready to hit the rack. Okay, at least it was time to hit the rack. So I was like, oh my goodness, finally I get to go to sleep. I get to go to sleep. I get to get some time to relax and deal with the whole day that we've been doing here. That, that wasn't going to happen. That first night that we were there, I don't think anybody got any sleep. All we heard was yelling and screaming. Uh, we were learning how to stand fire watch, so we had no idea how to do that. They were teaching us, and they made sure that everybody else heard it as well, of every recruit that was there. Now, since I was in JROTC in high school, our senior drone instructor asked us who had uh, prior service or JROTC or some kind of drill training that they did before. Okay, so he, I was like, yep. This recruit does. And I was like, yeah, buddy, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in charge of this bitch. Cause he made me a squad leader. I'm like, heck yeah. To my knowledge, I didn't know that they wanted people to be a certain height, to be a squad leader. I lasted two days, two days as a squad leader. And then I got fired because drone instructor staff started walking and said I was too damn short. So, oh, well, at least I tried, right? I tried to be a squad leader and I figured I'd make it there. So I got done with all that stuff and everything as being a squad leader and went back to general population. Now for me, uh, being in recruit training, I never really needed a lot of special attention from my drill instructors. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, getting IT, getting that in the, that extra training that needed to get presented to me because I lacked common sense and didn't do things the way that I was supposed to. Now, so, you know, those IT parties down there in the quarter deck, I really wasn't part of them. But I do remember the very first time that I actually got IT. Now, my rack mate, he wasn't the brightest tool in the shed at all. I don't know where the heck he was from or whatever, but he wasn't the smartest one. He seemed like he lived up on the quarter deck. He was up there every single day getting slayed. Well, finally, one day the drone started like, good, go get your rack mate right now. And I'm like, oh God, I heard him. I heard him say to grab me and I was like, oh my God. So I went out, he grabbed me. I ran up there and got slayed. I was up there for at least about 10 minutes or so getting slayed. And let me tell you that night I had a nice little discussion with my rack mate with this kid. Never again did I go up there with him again to get IT. He got his act together and was able to stop getting IT because I guess he grew a little bit of common sense since, you know, our little discussion. Now, time went by. We learned how to drill. We had our weapons, learned our manual of arms and everything. Uh, we had to learn all this because initial drill was coming up. Initial drill was basically when the newest drill instructor that we had was going to take the platoon out on a marching uh, competition that they did throughout the series. Now, our youngest drill instructor that we had or our newest one that we had 
met was drone instructor Sergeant Donnelly. I didn't know that he had just graduated drone instructor school and this was his actual first cycle that he was going to work with us. But we did initial drill. We actually won that competition. So our senior drone instructor was happy even though we got killed by the drone instructors that night because they said we still sucked and we messed everything up. A couple, about a week later, I would say or so, it was finally time to go out there and do the rifle range for us to qualify with our rifle. Now, drone instructor Sergeant Boggs, he was on the Marine Corps shooting team before. So he took qualification very seriously and he made sure that he told us this. You know, he made sure that we snapped in, did whatever, and he gave us special attention for anybody that actually needed it or didn't pay attention during the, the snap in time with the coaches to make sure that you were going to do the best that you can possibly do once you qualify. Now, this was to me the very first time that I actually was qualifying with a weapon. I mean, I shot rifles before, you know, shotguns, pistols, things like that, but never really for qualification. I just shot to shoot things. So, you know, I paid attention, made sure I did everything the right the right way and that I learned how to do all the things that I wanted to learn while I was there. Now, this was the first time that I qualified for anything, and I qualified with a pizza box. I was just a straight marksman. Luckily for me, throughout my career, that was the only time that I qualified as a marksman. So once we got back to the squad bay, drone instructor Sergeant Boggs got all of the marksman shooters, all the ones with pizza boxes, and he made sure that we understood that he hated us because we lowered the platoon's percentage of qualifications, and that caused us not to win the trophy for the rifle range in our series. Got some special attention that night, but... After that, it was good to go. Uh, next week came up and it was time to do our field training. So we we're going to learn everything dealing with infantry skills, you know, hiking, digging, fighting holes, all those things we spent that next week doing. Uh, once we were done with field week, we we're finally third phase recruits. Uh, there was no crucible back then. So as soon as we were done with that field week training, we headed back down to our actual squad bay. We weren't down there in field training platoon anymore. And that's when we got started getting issued our uniforms, you know, for our Charlies, our alphas, those things. The only thing that we didn't get back then is that they didn't issue us any dress blues. Those were not standard issue back then to the recruits that were graduating. Only the platoon honormen and the series honormen were the ones that were authorized to get issued their dress blues. After we received our uniforms and everything, we were about uh, three weeks from graduation. It was time for us to do our mess and maintenance week, you know, where they broke down the recruits of the platoons to go work in the mess hall, conduct maintenance throughout the base. They were assigned to on working parties to do maintenance, you know, cutting the grass, uh, police calling things like that that you were assigned to do because you're about to graduate. So you were given the opportunity to go work with actual Marines there on the base. Now for me, one day I went to go work on mess duty and, you know, we were, we had to help prepare the meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner there with the Marines that actually were working there at the chow hall. Now, I remember this day specifically because we were there setting everything up and, you know, Marines were Marines. They, they were talking to us, telling us about the fleet and what it was going to be like, blah, 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 you know, pretty buddy, buddy with us. So, you know, some of the recruits got kind of relaxed and they were talking to them. One recruit in, in particular decided to take it upon himself that he was going to go into the freezer and grab one of those big gigantic tubs of ice ice cream and commenced to eating ice cream there away from everybody. Well, the young corporal, the Marine that we were working with caught this said recruit and told the drill instructor. And who did he tell? Of course, Sergeant Box. So Sergeant Box asked for the rest of that big old tub of ice cream and took it down to the squad bay. Once we got down there, he sat that recruit down on the quarter deck while we all watched and did our things. And he had him eat the whole entire tub of ice cream. Now that's a lot of ice cream. 
I don't know if, you know, a lot of you eat ice cream, you know, brain freezes, all those things. But he pretty much ate the whole entire tub. This is a huge tub. This is a, a tub for like restaurant size and stuff. Little did we know, it came back. It came back out. It didn't stay down there very long. So drone service arm box had a field day with this young kid and had him clean up the whole entire quarter deck because now he made it a mess and he decided to waste the ice cream that he loved so much. So ever since that day, though, that kid never ate ice cream again anytime we went to the chow hall. So, you know, that time was pretty hilarious to watch when they were just like, we were like, mm-hmm. yep, oh yeah, here it comes. So... You know, but we were on top of the world then. You know, we were third phase recruits. Uh, We were the senior recruits on the whole entire depot. So all the other recruits kind of looked up to us and we strutted around, you know, with a little chip on our shoulder when we marched. We marched with our chest out a little more. And, you know, we were the ones that everybody wanted to be like because we were about to get off of the depot. Uh, There were some days that I stayed there in the squad bay because a couple of weeks earlier, drone instructor Stassner Watkins had found out that I knew how to spit shine boots and shoes and all those things. So he had myself and I think I had about two or three other recruits that are, that they kept there in the squad bay. And our whole purpose in life was to sit there and spit shine every single pair of shoes for the platoon to get our, us ready for the battalion commander's inspection, which was the last thing that we needed to do before we actually graduated. You know, so that gave me something to do. And, you know, it kind of felt good that I was able to help the rest of the platoon or the rest of the recruits uh, because of something that I knew how to do. So that was a good thing. And you know, finally, November 22nd, couldn't get there as fast any faster than I wanted it to. That was the day that of our graduation. Now on the 21st, we had our family day where family came. You're allowed to spend that day with your family. Now, a lot of the recruits were excited because they wanted to see their families. They were there. They're about to, you know, embark in a great uh, career and a change in their lives that they were starting the next following day. You know, some of them had family members that were Marines before that. That's why they wanted to become a Marine. So they were very excited. You know, now for me, I already knew my family wasn't coming to graduation. You know, I didn't expect anything else. They didn't even show up to my high school graduation. So why would I expect them? to come to my actual graduation from recruit training and becoming a Marine. And, you know, I I had no expectations, you know, and it's sad to say that, but I had no expectations of them even being there. I hoped that they would be there, but I knew that it wasn't going to be even an option for them to be there, even though, you know, for at that point in my life, besides graduating from high school, graduating from recruit training, that was probably one of the most special days that I've had because I did something that I said that I was going to do. I graduated from recruit training and I became a United States Marine. I was the first Marine in the family. No other person in my family was even a Marine. Yeah, my dad was in the Army, but whatever, that's the Army. The Army is nothing. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Probably to a lot of you, doesn't mean anything either. It's just the Army. There's, you know, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times I heard from people that I'd known in the Army, like, oh, I was going to be a Marine, but with this, you get that, that special line that they always tell you, oh, yeah, this, I was going to do this, but, 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 but we're going to go ahead and end here uh, with graduation from graduating from recruit training. Uh, our graduation day was on November 22nd of 1995. No, that was not that long ago. So don't be looking at your calendars and saying, damn, Gunny's old. Cause I can still run circles around a lot of you. So until next week, we'll leave it here. And this is Gunny Signs saying Liberty Call.